0: Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Australia, 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. We hope you are having a wonderful, sunshiny morning. And now I'm going to give you another clue, dear listener, for our quiz. So our quiz this morning is a What Book Am I quiz. I'll quickly run through the clues again so far. So in the first hour, we had clue one, which was the word created is found most often in this book of the Bible. It's a total of 12 times you'll find that word in there. Our second clue is my last verse is... And they will go out and look upon the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. Their worm will not die, nor will their fire be quenched. And our latest clue, clue number three, is this. The term redeemed occurs twice as often in this book as it does in any other book of the Bible. The term redeemed occurs twice as often in this book as it does in any other book of the Bible, a total of 12 times. If you think you know the answer to our quiz today, if you can tell me what book of the Bible that is, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM it's 1-800-324-843 or you can text me 0491-064-669 You can even message us on Facebook like Jeff did yesterday when he answered the quiz correctly. Our Facebook is Faith FM Australia and we will send you the prize which today is the Soyan Easter CD. Now, thank you so much, Etienne, for coming in and filling in for Lyle. My pleasure. We're now into the second hour of our show. And uh, this is one of my favorite sections because we are going to be doing our encounter with God. And now for our encounter with God this week, we've been diving into the book of Revelation. Or as I like to say, we actually were window shopping around the outside. We're having a look at it, you know, okay. looking at the structural, you know, uh, way that...
1: Well, I'll be a good person to, to lead out of that. He is so uh, so clued up on these Bible things. so
0: gutted. He's so jealous. He, really, a, he loves Daniel Revelation. He
1: does, absolutely. Yeah. He's been studying it for years. Yeah, it's his mm. two
0: favorite books. And it's so funny that he's currently up in Kingscliff. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching Daniel and Revelation to Bible students. (laughs) And we've just started this course here. Now, we did learn a few things. You know, we we looked at the outside of of, um, Revelation. We looked at how the structure of it is. Uh, historical, eschatological, I could get mm-hmm. that word wrong, which means, you know, end time events. That's right. and, yes, then, so and Prophecy. Then we, yeah. yeah. And then we also have this sanctuary structure mm. um, where we have these constant references to the sanctuary and the sanctuary service and how everything in the sanctuary um, and later on in the temple were symbols of, um, you know, something else. Yes. And they were all pointing to Christ's character. So today we kind of just want to brush over everything and then do a bit of a wrap up on it. And um but I do actually wanna just quickly before we sort of jump into it, I wanna to touch on something that we spoke about not only yesterday, but also today it came up again in um in the interview that we just did with Nora, who is a Bible student up up north there at um at the Arise Bible College, and she was saying that she would go to summer camp every year. Yeah, she would get this big spiritual high. She'd have a you know big spiritual feast, and then the rest of the year it would peter out, and then she would be in spiritual famine, and then she wouldn't mm. be having much of a relationship with Jesus. And um, you know, and yesterday we we actually talked about this as well because we were talking about how Jesus has to be the center of our lives because he's the center of the Book of Revelation. Revelation <coughs> being. The, you know the root word for the revelation. revelation
1: of Jesus Christ exactly That's the, right the first yes.
0: few verses tell us straight away it 's the revelation of Jesus Christ and so he has to be the center of any study about revelation and end time events and um, and thus he is to be the the center of our life and so our question of the day yesterday was um, you know h- how do we do that how how do we, you know what are some practical Christian living ways that you can actually do that because you know like we just said, you and I were talking about um, a lot, a lot of us, we go to church, we have, you know, the spiritual feast on on, on the weekend. And then the weekdays, we're back to spiritual famine and we're sort yeah. of having this, I don't know, half sort of relationship, not really relationship. Mm. But it makes me think if we're supposed to be having a close relationship with Jesus, like, you know, I'm guessing you're, you're married. I am, yes. Well, you know, your relationship with your wife wouldn't be so great if you only saw her once a week and that was it.
1: Right? No, if you look, only
0: communicated with her on, on the weekends, you know, to be pretty unhappy.
1: Yeah, long-distance relationships are never that great. But, you know, modern tools nowadays will help you with communication. Because any relationship, whether it be a business relationship, whether it be a relationship, you know, between husband and wife or even children and parents or whatever it may be, all comes down to communication. So, if we want to have a relationship with the Lord, but there's no communication, so, what I mean by communication, there's no God God talking to us and God speaks to us through His Word Mm -hmm. and also the Holy Spirit then impresses on our minds the words that God wants us to absorb and take into our lives. But we speak to God also through prayer. So prayer and Bible study is the way, the two-way communication we have between God and us. Mm -hmm. And then based on the Word of God, then God can also leave impressions and we can determine whether those impressions are are from Him or they're from something else because we know there is a foe as Mm -hmm. well and Mm -hmm. He will, as as that old hymn says, He will seek to cause us woe. And we need to be very careful in regards to the impressions because a lot of people run by impressions and say, Well, the Lord impressed me. But we have to test everything by the Word of God, you know, even to test the spirits. And I think it's so important that the first thing we do in the morning is just to recommit, reconsecrate our life to the Lord. Do that. Let that be the first work in the morning, and you have so much better day. Even when things go wrong, you know, and things get tested. If you've got that walk with the Lord, you know that He's got everything in control.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, uh, once again, just coming back to your marriage, when you decided to marry your wife, it, you were basically deciding to prioritize her, right? Prioritize her yes, above all right. the women and, uh, you know, basically all the people, really. Mm. And so when we choose to follow Jesus and to have a relationship with him, we have to prioritize him as well. And... Um, you know, the question is asked, like, how, how do you prioritize? Like, you just said, you know, Bible study and prayer is important, but how does, you know, what are the actual mechanisms of prioritizing that? What does that look okay. like?
1: Well, first of all, we don't believe in being saved by your works, mm-hmm. but God has given us the ability to do certain things for ourselves in the natural realm. We can determine how we spend our time. Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, you don't have to be a religious person to determine that. People who are athletes who train—that we've just had the the Commonwealth Mm -hmm. Games—and people Mm -hmm. were all aiming for gold, right? They put themselves through some arduous disciplines, you know, in regards to sleep, in regards to exercise, when they get into exercise. You know, these guys are in the pool four thirty-five o'clock in the morning That's swimming right. so they can win gold in the pool. But their diets are right, you know, uh, even in regards to relationships, there's certain things that they'll spend their time on, there's certain things they won't. So we also have the ability to choose how we're going to prioritize these things. We can decide, well, listen, I want to have a clear mind, so I'm going to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. And that healthful living… And getting exercise and getting fresh air and getting sunlight all those things are actually going to help my walk with the lord am i saved by these things no but i know that i can improve my relationship with the lord if i do that the second thing for example is okay well i need to have communication I mean, my wife didn't marry me because I didn't ask her. I had to ask her. There had to be Mm. some level of communication, and it had to be reciprocal. I had to ask, and she had to say yes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, so the Lord has got his hand extended to us the whole time, so he's asking. It says in in Revelation, we're talking about Jesus Christ and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Chapter 3 of Revelation, the very last church mentioned there, it has Jesus knocking on the door, and the handle is on the inside. So, there has to be some reciprocity. There's got to be two way communication. He says, Behold, I stand at the door of knock, and if anybody hears my voice. So, what's that? Communication. He's talking mm-hmm. to us. If anyone hears my voice, I will come into him and sup with him, and he with me. But you've got to open the door, you've got to respond. And we can respond in a positive way, saying, "Listen, first thing in the morning, Lord, I want you to wake me up and give me some time with you, so that the rest of my day is going to run well. And also, I'll spend that time with you in the evening." And Daniel is a prime example. We spoke about Daniel, Revelation. Yeah. Daniel prayed three times a day.
0: It's an excellent example, actually. Mm. Yeah, he didn't mess around. He he prioritized it. You know, he had a schedule. He stuck to it. He he was very intentional about his relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, and, and you know, and the Lord honored him. Because, you know, if we honor the Lord, the Lord will honor us.
1: That's right. Absolutely. You know, he says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. So that, you, that humbling before God, I think, is very, very important in our walk with him. You know, but there's, there's a number of different kind of Christians, people who respond to the, the gospel in, in a variety of ways. And there's some good ways and there's some better ways. And maybe when we come back, I don't know if we've got a break coming up in the next uh, 30 seconds or so, but maybe we can talk about that. And I want to talk a little bit about the parable of the sower because that explains our relationship with the Lord and how we respond. Enthusiasm is great, but enthusiasm doesn't actually have roots. and doesn't take root then it is a bit of a challenge.
0: That's right. I'm sure you've heard that phrase, the, um, what is it? The, the way to hell is par with good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. So good intentions can only get you so far.
1: Absolutely. We actually
0: have, you know, the rubber does have to hit the, hit the road at some point and we have that's to... That's
1: right. And you don't want to just be spinning your wheels and making a lot of smoke.
0: That's right. You want to be heading <laughs> in a
1: direction. Yeah, <laughs> In yeah. a good direction, You actually
0: want to connect with Jesus. You actually want to have a relationship. You actually want to, um, you know, have a living spiritual feast every day with him mm. um, because, you know, that that is our, um, what, what will change our lives essentially because so many of us are trying to change our lives and can't. You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. Okay, so Revelation, the book of Revelation. we have some discussion questions. I think that we should um, that we should definitely hit up. But if you, dear listener, would like to weigh in, and you have a question, or you want to discuss something about Revelation, or perhaps Daniel, or perhaps even just about Christian living and the and the just the the practicality of Christian living, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM. You can weigh in on something. You can ask a question. That's all good. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. Now, Etienne. I do have a question for you. So, what does it mean for us that all throughout the New Testament, constant references made to the Old Testament, and um, and what should it tell us about how 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 central Scripture to be to our faith, and how seriously we should take the Word of God? You know, how can we protect against? You, you were just saying, you know, you get these impressions, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, sometimes we need to. We always need to check them. So what is a way of doing that, you know, with a uh, with, with daily Bible study? If you got an impression from the Lord, how would you personally go about checking it?
1: Right. Well, impressions, I mean, the Lord does work through impressions. There's no question about it. And we've just got to make sure that the impressions are based on the principles of Scripture. Because if, if someone, you know, gets an impression and says, well, the Lord has told me that I've got to go and sacrifice my child. We're talking mm. about New Testament. They're not Old Testament. They're talking about Abraham, but New Testament. Mm-hmm. Would that be an impression that we would say would, was uh, motivated by God and, and his spirit?
0: Well, you could just go and look up the Ten Commandments where it says, Thou shalt Do not, not kill. kill.
1: That's right. So that's, yeah. that, I mean, that's a very simple example, but that's an example of it as well. Or if someone's impressed, uh, feel that they're impressed and say, Listen, the Lord has convicted me that the woman I'm married to is evil. And he's uh, convicted me I need to go and find myself a Christian woman to go and get married to. Would that be something that we'd be able to say is uh, motivated by the Spirit of God?
0: See, it's getting a bit trickier now, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Now, I think if you read the Bible, you'll find that the uh, Bible says the only actual grounds for divorce... Is uh, adultery.
1: That's right. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you've got to go and commit it. To uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. So yeah, so you you do have to delve a bit further sometimes. Sometimes they're not as easy as like, oh, should I kill someone? (laughs) The answer is obviously no. Hmm. So
1: that's right. So I mean, the the, the Old Testament and the New Testament are connected. When the New Testament was being written, all the sermons, all the preaching. You look at Paul's preaching. You look at the Book of Acts. um, All of that was based on the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So the Old Testament was the Scriptures, and even Jesus, you know, in John chapter five and verse thirty-nine, we read that text where Jesus says, "You search the Scriptures." So, New Testament wasn't in existence yet. So, we're talking Old Testament. You search the Scriptures. So, in them, you think you have eternal life. In these are they which testify of me. So, it's very clear that Jesus there says that the Old Testament is a revelation of Jesus Christ, and um, we have the same story taking place when when Jesus is walking. After his resurrection, so he's just been crucified, buried, and then he was resurrected. There's a couple of disciples leaving from Jerusalem, and they walk into their home to a village uh, called Emmaus. And while they're walking there, he Jesus catches up with them, and then uh, they ask. He asked them, what's, "What are they talking about?" They said, "Well, you're the only stranger to Jerusalem. What don't you know what's taken place? Because this was a big deal. Mm. Jesus, who <coughs> they thought might be the Messiah, some people this thought was a massive had event just been." crucified. And they're saying, well, we were hoping that he was be the one that would redeem Israel. And it said, today is the third day since all these things had happened. And then Jesus says to them, O foolish ones, so slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Now, this is from Luke chapter 24 and verse 27. And it says that and beginning at Moses... And all the prophets, he expounded to them all the Scripture, the things concerning himself." So the Old Testament is a revelation of Jesus Christ just as much as the New Testament. So there is a definite link. The New Testament is based on the Old Testament, and then God, of course, has given more revelation building on that foundation, and that's what we have in the New Testament. But to understand Revelation, we've got to understand an Old Testament book, which is called the Book of Daniel. Mm -hmm. And Daniel and Revelation go hand in hand. And if you look at the New Testament, there are over 2,000 allusions in regards to things that we see in the New Testament. They they actually link backwards and forwards. And all through the Gospels as well, the four Gospels that talk about the life of Jesus, you'll see how often they refer back to prophecies of the Old Testament that, that is fulfilled in the life of Jesus. You cannot separate the two books.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That they're, they're linked together, joined at the hip as of that's birth.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: And... Uh, and this is true I, I gave this analogy yesterday I will give it again that often um, reading uh, particularly like Revelation reading Revelation it's, it's like you've started reading uh, a book that's at the end of a series or the middle of a series or you're watching a movie that's at the end of a series or the middle of a series and you, you aren't Understanding all the references, and so you need to go back to the start and uh, and uh, and understand and, and watch and read from the beginning, so you can catch like all the references and all the um, yeah, that's right, yeah, and uh, and so reading Daniel and finding out particularly about you know the sanctuary really helps to understand uh, Revelation, which is a very important book. You know, Jesus made it clear that this was not. This was not a book that was supposed to be uh, a secret or it was supposed to be, um, you know, sort of left on the wayside because it has, you know, some, maybe some scary imagery or perhaps sounds mm. difficult to understand. This was a book that Jesus definitely wanted everybody to understand. It was to be read and, and, and understood by all.
1: Well, look, just the introduction of the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3, actually pronounces a blessing on, on people oh, who really? read Yes, it says there, blessed is he who reads And those who hear, so not only reading, but also hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. So what happens is there's a succession that takes place here. First of all, blessed are those who read. And, of course, you cannot uh, tell people what's in the Word of God unless you've spent time in the Word yourself and understand it and the Holy Spirit has, has, has taught you. So blessed is he who reads, and then he who hears the Word. So hearing, actually, that's an active word. It's just about hearing and forgetting. That hearing is actually taking heed. And then from there, it actually goes on further. It says, and keeps those things which are written in the book, for the time is near. So we see here a blessing pronounced on the people. So people quite often say, look, the book of Revelation is closed. You can't understand it. It's a closed book. Um, don't worry about reading it. You're just going to waste your time. But we are very clear here in verse 3 of chapter 1 that there's a blessing on those people who actually um, who spend time in the, in the word of God, especially in the book of Revelation.
0: Isn't there a book of the Bible where, where – isn't there a religion somewhere that's pronounced a curse on a book if you read it? Isn't there something?
1: Yes, yes. I think you're getting to certain aspects of Judaism where they shouldn't study the book of Daniel, but particularly the prophecies in Daniel chapter 9, which oh. has got the 70 weeks – now that is a, a, a further explanation of the prophecy given in Daniel chapter eight. But in the seventy mm-hmm. week prophecy, it actually tells you when Messiah the Prince would arrive.
2: Oh, it says
1: that you know from the uh, the, the decree to build and restore Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince would be sixty nine weeks. So it'll be seven weeks plus sixty two weeks.
0: Isn't it funny how human nature is such that if they're told, you know what? Here's a whole Bible. Don't touch this. This particular chapter, the first chapter you want to read is that exact chapter. <laughs>
1: that, that is so true. Yes, quite often the things that we have to remember, the things that humanity would like to forget.
0: Yeah, that's true. Now, I
1: even thinking the commandments, you know, there's there's Thou shalt nots, Thou shalt nots. Mm-hmm. You know, and to honor your father and your mother. But the the one that says remember is the one that people typically end up wanting to forget. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. or or, or even the Garden of Eden where she had all. All these trees and the ones you were told to stay away from. Go and eat
1: from the other hundred uh, or thousand trees that are available to you. But (laughs) no, you have to eat from the tree that God said don't eat. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's true. Now, we're going to have a a read of some of the verses in Revelation. We've been talking about Revelation for a while now. And uh, we're going to read some of the verses just to... um, Teach us a little bit more about uh, our Lord Jesus and His character because like we've just learned, that is what this book is all about and is a blessing in learning um, about His character. So Revelation chapter 3 and verse 14. If you have your Bible in front of you, feel free to turn with us. If you're driving, maybe just stay listening unless you want to pull over and turn with us. So Revelation 3 verse 14 says, Write this letter to the angel of the church in Laodicea. This is a message from the one who is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's new creation. That's a very interesting way to describe someone. The one who is the Amen.
1: Yes. Well, uh, the the word Amen just means I agree. The one Mm -hmm. who says yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one who is the agreeer.
1: <laughs> well, that's right. And interesting in the Bible, Jesus has many titles, and that's one of the titles that he's taken on himself already. So if we look at the fact that he is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, he's already identified himself as being the faithful and true witness. So the one speaking, and if you have a Bible that has a let, red letter edition, this will actually be in red and will actually show you that this is Jesus speaking to us.
0: Let's have a look then at chapter 5 and verse 5. We're going to have a quick song break and then we're going to read um, chapter 5, verse 5, where Jesus is described as an animal. We're going to find out which animal that is right after this song. This is Marion Blythe Pepper's Search For Me. Sit
3: beside me,
0: Back to Faith FM Australia. This is 87.6, 87.8, and 88 FM. You're here with Mon and Etienne, who is filling in very kindly for Lyle. He's visiting all the way from 3ABN radio studios. Oh, it's really nice to have you here. Well, you know,
1: Lyle out. does a little bit of work with us on television as well. I've interviewed him and he, he shared his beautiful testimony on 3 in mm-hmm. Australia Radio. And then he also works on a program called uh, Let God Speak, which is on the Sabbath School lesson, which is on this lesson we'd, we'd be talking about now.
0: Yeah, because this is a very... So he
1: hosts and he's also a panelist.
0: it's actually funny because he's been over and been interviewed on your show and you've been previously a few weeks ago. For a little cameo, yes, that's right. I must
1: have passed the test because you invited me back, so thank you very much. (laughs) But I'd say it's a different kettle of fish. We pre-record ours and then you can, of course, edit it and you can smooth it over. But here, it's all live, it's it's raw. Yeah,
0: once it's done,
1: it's done. (laughs) It's done, you can't take it away.
0: We have a dump button. You do? (laughs) It buys us eight seconds, but that's about it.
1: Have our sound engineers have to use their dump button on us yet? I hope not. (laughs) No? <laughs> oh, just once. <laughs> oh, okay. That must have been Monica. Wouldn't it wouldn't have been that, me.
0: <laughs> no, it's a loaded question to ask. <laughs> well, let me hit you with another clue for our quiz, by the way, before I forget. So this is a What Book Am I? So what book of the Bible? And the the fourth clue is with 66 chapters, this is the second longest book in the entire Bible. Do you think you know what it is, Etienne?
1: I know of one book with 66 chapters, yes.
0: Yeah, well, this is it. <laughs> So it's not, the, it's not the longest book It's the second longest book in the Bible And it does have 66 chapters If you think you know what book this is Give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM That's 1-800-324-843 And we will send you the prize Which today is a Soyum Esam CD Now we were just looking at Revelation And we were going to read out uh, Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5 and 6 I think as well Because here Jesus is actually described as animals It's very interesting. Mm,
1: Because, I mean, the the book of Revelation is in symbols. Mm. You know, Revelation chapter 1, we already spoke about verse 3, but verse 1 actually says that he sent his angel and he signified it. So the book is signified or it's made into signs and symbols. Mm. And so when we see these animals, they symbolize something really important.
0: Yeah. Mm. Anytime something anytime you think to yourself, Oh, that's a bit funny while you're reading the book of Revelation, it's usually because it's a symbol. It's a symbolic of something else. And then of course it's the it's the fun part, you have to find out what the symbol is. And how do you find out what a symbol means in the Bible?
1: Well, are you go and look at the other parts of the Bible exactly. to see where it talks about that particular symbol.
0: Exactly. Let the yeah. Bible interpret itself. Mm. Okay. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5 says But one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. And verse 6 says, Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. So here we already have some of that famous, slightly confusing revelation imagery, but I want to focus particularly because we're looking at the character of Christ and mm. who Jesus is yes. at the animals. So we have two animals in here. We have the lion of the tribe of Judah, and then we have the lamb that looks like it's been slaughtered but is now standing between a throne and living beings.
1: Yeah. So a lion, what does a lion signify? If we talk about who's the king of the yeah the, the jungle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> who's <laughs> well, the, the top king of, of the animals. food chain. Yeah,
1: that's right. We yeah. always refer to the lion. So the lion represents kingly power and kingly authority because it says the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's actually referring to a prophecy in, in Genesis chapter 49 where uh, Israel or Jacob was actually prophesying what will happen to his, his children and he referred to to Judah and that you know there will be a royal descent that comes out of Judah. And this comes through King David because it says there, obviously, is the root of David. So this line of the tribe of Judah is the root of David, that is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting that it actually now contrasts the line with another animal that's mentioned, and that is a lamb.
0: Yeah, it's and an there's such mix. a
1: difference between the, mm-hmm. the attitude of an animal a lion and the attitude of a lamb. Mm-hmm. One's quite passive and submissive, and the other one can be quite aggressive. Mm. So, why would you be taking a lion as a symbol of Christ and at the same time you'd be taking a lamb as a symbol of Christ? Well, they all bring out aspects of Christ that just one animal in itself couldn't represent. But what I like about this, it's tying a lion and a lamb together. Now, typically, if you put a lion and a lamb together who do not know each other, what will happen? Who will, who's going to eat who?
0: Yeah, the lion, the lion has the lamb for lunch. That's yeah, right. So yeah.
1: what happens is the lion will attack the lamb. So when we see these two animals brought together, we actually see a restoration of relationship that had been broken and marred by sin. It says the lion and the lamb will lie together, you know, and even the child will play with a snake and the, and, the, and the snake won't bite the child. This is in the heavens and the earths made made new. Mm-hmm. So here we see restoration of things that, you know, sin had separated from man from God, and we also see that even in the animal kingdom there's been a separation where animals now started eating other animals to to survive. Here we see a restoration. In Jesus Christ, everything is brought back together. All relationships are stored. He is the lion, but he's also the lamb. Now, just developing the theme of the lamb a little bit further, it said that this lamb, which was in the midst of the throne, uh, said that it was a lamb as though it had been slain. So now we're talking about a sacrifice.
0: Yeah, because that's a very interesting imagery. It looks like it's been slaughtered, Mm. but it's standing up.
1: So this would be post-resurrection because the slaying had happened in the past, but this Mm -hmm. lamb is still alive now. So obviously this is the resurrected Savior. And he's paid the price with his own life. He had been slain for the sins of the world. But if that lamb had not been slain, the lion and the lamb couldn't be brought together in harmony. Mm -hmm. Just like we... With our separation, our sins are separated from God. So just like we couldn't be brought back in harmony with God as well, now God has already done that in Christ. He took divinity and humanity and united and brought them together. And every middle wall, every partition, has been eradicated. It's been it's been done away with.
0: It's such a it's a beautiful part of the study. Actually, uh, this is one of my favorite parts right here. Um, restoration is such a, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful themes and uh, important works and so I, I really i really like this this imagery here the line together with the lamb um, you know and, and i guess to me it always it, it speaks of the promise of heaven mm. um, you know which is which is you know in in, the, in this world of death you know we we can we can learn to find hope and comfort um, in the promise of the resurrection of the dead and the coming of Jesus and the coming of heaven, yes. and, uh, and which is another aspect, another thing that's revealed in, uh, in Revelation.
1: Well, the thing is, God restores relationships. Now, in the Bible, there's a thing called the ministry of reco- reconciliation. Mm. And it says that, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself and he's committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. So, Mon, say, for example, you had a personality that really rubbed against me the wrong way, you know, and mm. I just struggled to, to 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 get on with you. Maybe you said something and I was offended. What the Bible enables us to do in the same way that a lion and the lamb now can live together in harmony, we as human beings can also live together in harmony because God gives us the ability to reconcile and to also experience forgiveness and to to receive and give forgiveness. Mm. So, by the way, I don't you don't rub <laughs> me the wrong way. I like you as a person. I think oh, you're cool. I love you so back. You, don't to, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. But I'm just giving that as an example. Yeah, you
0: absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And I think,
1: you know, for the church itself and for people out there, restored relationships are critical. Mm. I mean, you cannot move forwards. You've always got that grudge you've got to bear. You've got that burden you're carrying in your heart until you're actually able to forgive and let go. And I think the lion and the lamb together, being both being symbols of Jesus Christ, actually demonstrates that to us in such a beautiful way.
0: Well, just to finish our study, would you like to end with a quick prayer for us?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, just bow our heads and prayer? Father in heaven, we're just grateful for the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, so we can understand your, uh, your love for us and your, your desire for us to live in peace and harmony with you and also with one another. Thank you, Father. You've given us the law of love to demonstrate that love for you and love for our fellow man. May you bless the people listening out there today, Father. May they have a lovely day basking in your love, As our prayer in Jesus' name.
2: Oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant. the yeah. yeah.
0: FM Australia, you listen to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM, this wonderful sunny morning. Uh, you're here with Mon and Etienne, who is filling in for Lyle on The Breakfast Show. And we have one last clue for our quiz today, Etienne.
1: Okay, well, every time you've given a new clue, I've had to change my mind.
0: <laughs> Isn't that always the way? Yeah. Okay, this is a final clue. And the clue for this, this is a What Book of so mice? if you think you know this book, get your phone out, get ready. The last clue is, I am the major prophetic book of the Old Testament, most quoted in the New Testament. Oh, Mm. okay.
1: I think I know now. Yeah, indeed. Mind you, I've been saying it all along, haven't I?
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you think you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Now, it is time for our Q of the D, our question of the day. And the question that is going to be answered today So we have just been looking at the imagery of Christ. Mm. We're just reading about Christ in Revelation. He's a lion. He's a lamb. So the question's been asked, isn't there a snake or a serpent in the Bible? And who's the snake? Who's the snake in the story?
1: Yeah, well, the snake is uh, mentioned in a variety of ways because its symbolism is also used in the book of Revelation, for example, is that of a dragon. Mm. Now, we have to go to Revelation chapter 12 to unpack this a little bit because it talks about a woman that appears in heaven. She's clothed with the sun. She has the moon under her feet. and She has like a garland or a crown of 12 stars. And it says that this woman is actually pregnant. Oh. Right? And then this woman is about to give birth. And then another sign appears in heaven. There's a great fiery red dragon. It's got seven heads and ten horns. And it also has uh, seven dime dims on his head, so there's some there's some kingly power behind this as well. You know, yeah, some there's authority. a lot
0: of imagery happening here. Yeah,
1: and it says that this this uh, dragon had uh, a tail. It drew a third of the stars of heaven. It threw them to the earth, and the dragon was standing before the woman when she was ready to give birth to devour her child. Now, this is actually imagery re- referring to the Old Testament church being ready to give birth to Jesus Christ, who is the Savior. But then it says that the male child was born and he was caught up into heaven and he was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. So what this male child actually does, he takes away from the dragon his rulership Mm -hmm. because he's the one that's going to end up ruling. And then it says that the woman then has to flee into the wilderness. And then it talks about there's war that breaks out. Michael and his angels fights and the dragon and his angels fights. So he sees the dragon has angels. So Mm -hmm. you can see the symbolism gets to expand a little bit. But who is this serpent? Because the dragon and the serpent are connected in verse 9 of chapter 12. Mm -hmm. It says, so the great dragon was cast out. So He's cast out of heaven. And then it says, that serpent of old. So you just ask who the serpent was? Well, Mm -hmm. the serpent is the dragon. But who's the dragon? We want to answer that question. Yeah, yeah?
0: We've we've gotten a little bit step closer, but not as clear as we want to be yet. (laughs) Yeah. So it says,
1: that serpent of old called the devil mm. and Satan. Now the word Satan just comes from the word in uh, which means adversary. So okay. this is God's adversary and ultimately the adversary of God's people as well. He yeah, actually matter of fact, he hates everybody on the planet because everybody on the planet are the people that who God loves. So if you would sometimes if you want to get to me, you get to me by hurting the people that I love.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it says there, that the, the, the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. So he works on the plan of deception where God can only work on a plan of truth. And that's why Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free.
0: Amen. So there you have it, the serpent, the snake, the dragon. It says right there in 12, 9. This is The Devil or Satan in the Book of Revelation. Thank you for answering our question, did I didn't really appreciate it. We are now going to have a song. This is Sailor, Be Thou My Vision. And afterwards, we're going to have the free giveaway. So get your phones ready, ladies and gentlemen. It could be you. back to faith fm australia you're listening to the breakfast show here with mon and etienne and etienne this is a favorite 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 part of the show where we get to give away free stuff so get your phone out if you're the first person to call through 1-800 faith fm 1-800-324-843 what are we sending them
1: what are you sending i don't know you guys have got the coolest gifts i, I we need to get onto this this gig i think as well <laughs> Free gift. Okay, this is the book. It's a Hero of the Hacksaw Ridge, written by Buton Herden.
0: This is this is actually the story of Desmond Doss.
1: The, uh, what a fascinating story! You know, there's exactly. a movie that was just made recently mm-hmm. by uh, Mel Gibson on it.
0: Yeah, Hacksaw matter Ridge. of fact,
1: the story is so incredible that some of the stuff they didn't want to use in the movie because they believe it would be unbelievable. Yeah. But this is a story of a guy who was faithful to God under the most trying circumstances. Mm. He's, he's enlisted in the army. He wants to be a conscientious objector. He wants to be a person that only helps people as a medic, and he gets treated very poorly by people. He ends up rescuing the lives of a lot of these people who treated him poorly, um, and they uh, that he saved seventy five lives or something so, going yeah. in front of enemy fire. Matter of fact, the enemy then later actually say that they had their, him in his sights and they try to shoot and they, their guns jammed for no reason.
0: Wow! God
1: protected his life, but an incredible, incredible story. So good that uh, Hollywood had to get onto the story and tell it, and they couldn't tell everything because it felt it was so unbelievable.
0: Well, Etienne, thanks for helping us out. Now, tell us a little bit about your work.
1: Okay, so I work for Three abn Australia Radio. So we produce programs. We have all sorts. We've just actually we haven't even. We haven't even um, launched it yet But it is it is live as we speak It is on-demand programs So they can listen to testimonies They can listen to other programs I do with Colin Hone Who is the prayer coordinator For the mm-hmm. conference here We do a lot of programs And if they go to 3abnaustralia.org.au And click on the radio button There's all these on-demand programs Which we are loading as we speak now So if they come back next week And the week after It will be fully loaded
0: Well thank you so much For helping us out On the show this morning And dear listener We hope you have a lovely Blessed weekend Take care.
3: Rise and simply